Hello and welcome to the Round Robin podcast. I'm the Pokemon professor, Rob Fursland. Joining me today, I have my co-host, Luke Chu, and my other co-host, what was his name again? Luke. <laughs> That's right, my <laughs> other co-host, Luke. <laughs> me and me. And it's me, Ben Ward. By God. Returning oh from the dead God. once again. Yes, for you two weeks in a row. Now. You can't just keep returning back from the dead. It's not like as soon as this podcast ends, you die. And we have to bring you back each Just time. you wait. He'll find a way to be off podcast for another three fucking months. So if we have to resurrect him every time, say this office is on a ley line, mm. <laughs> how, mu- how long until it kind of like uses up all its power and we can't call well, Ben into the ether anymore? When magic fails, we'll just have to rely on technology. So we'll strap him to the roof, <laughs> wait for a thunderstorm <laughs> to hit him. <laughs> And then you have to, one of you has to dramatically yell, it's alive. Yeah, um, I'll let you do that, Luke. I reckon you've got the right voice for yelling, it's alive, okay, as Ben wait, gets zapped by lightning. I'll wait until the, uh, the moment arrives, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then that'll be your bit, and then Ben will be back, Frank and Ben. I was going to shout him, but I'm just going to make him wait. But does that <laughs> mean you need to build me of bits of other Bens? No, 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 we just, you get blown apart by the process, and then we have to stitch you back together. Oh, okay, of That's course. assuming we find the parts. Although, to be fair, I guess Frankenstein wasn't made of other Franks. <laughs> 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 well, I think that's all we have time for. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this now. <laughs> the that. world's shortest podcast. Worth it for the Frank realisation and then just leaving it. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to speak Frank for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the, the main topic of conversation I wanted to talk about today, which is Pokemon. I was going to say, is it Pokemon? Because you called yourself the Pokemon Master. Uh, the Pokemon Professor, well, actually. Professor. I am okay. not good at anything. <laughs> is that just a general statement? Yes. <laughs> I'm a Pokemon professor. Also, I suck. Well, you know you know the Pokemon games. Whenever you get into a battle with somebody, they always have their pre-battle conversation. Like, I like shorts. They're comfortable and easy to wear. Mine is, I'm not good at anything. And so, then the battle starts. Yeah, a big arrow comes across you. A big arrow. An exclamation mark comes on your head and just says, I'm not good at anything. And then you got the diddly, 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 diddly. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. Spins around. Uh, I'm actually a Pokemon uh, League champion currently. Oh, did you uh, did you finish it? I've got all eight badges. No, nice. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, um, but I've got all eight badges. I only Sweet. recently started. I started playing on Sunday when I was back from London, and um, I'm working my way. Oh, by the way, I had meetings in London, everybody. So hey, joined the London club. London meetings. Yeah, finally made it. My issue with the new game is it seems quite easy. <laughs> Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I I don't feel like. But then again, when was the last time you played a Pokemon game? Uh, when I was younger, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that might it, be part of it. Well, is, no, because I, it was a point in time where if you want to build up your Pokemon and like give them XP, you have to defeat a, uh, another Pokemon with that Pokemon. Mm. On this one, if you beat a Pokemon, everyone in your party who is conscious gets XP. Okay. That has been a thing for a fair while now. It hasn't re- lately, but last one, I mean, it was probably. I was about like to say, when you last played it, presumably it would have been. Was, was yeah, all and manual. I, was like, I remember, yeah, you used to have to have them in the combat for at least like a little bit. Yeah. And yeah you'd swap the, them out. So the bait and lower switch. One as it enters the battle, and then you switch to your one who has like the highest level ever, and yeah. then you use him to defeat them, and, and then you they keep both using get the experience that. that I guess on on. it kind of gets rid of the arbitrary way of doing that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like yeah, but I can literally grab any Pokemon, just keep fighting with my main one, and then the rest of my party like, get bumped up in the process. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do wonder whether it is a case though of when we were kids, like it was a lot tougher. But now it's now that we're now that you're grown like you're just sort of like ah right no this is actually like you yeah. understand the system a lot better yeah when in your head you know like oh uh, water beats fire fire mm. beats um, grass and grass can be water but then when they add like dragons and fairies and stuff your younger mind was like what the fuck yeah beats what the hell ghost? is going on <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the ghostbuster pokemon yeah, exactly 
<laughs> it did do some interest in actually one of the Pokemon. It was like a coral Pokemon. Mm. And it used to have full of color, but they're trying to do like a climate change like nod where it now has no color, the Pokemon. <laughs> so the Pokemon, which is representing coral, has been bleached. Oh, And it's the most depressing God. thing ever because it goes from a happy Pokemon to just this sad thing. This sad, <laughs> this sad depressed white thing. And then you've got fucking pollution coughing and pollution wheezing rocking around. Yeah, that's probably the reason why. Old English gentleman. Also, I like how the uh, one of the last areas, um, spoilers if... <laughs> for spoiler for an area, it's called Windon. <laughs> it's like London, but it's spelled W-Y-N-Dun. Yeah. Windon. <laughs> totally Meeting... not London. Yeah, meetings in Windon. Or Swindon. <laughs> but uh, imagine that being the end of your Pokemon journey. <laughs> we made it to Swindon. <laughs> Taunton. <laughs> Uh. But that's part of the reason I'm, I'm really enjoying it because it's based on England and they've done. A, Is that why you're enjoying? They've done a really you good fucking job. Nationalist. They've done a really good job of making it feel like it's England. so England. <laughs> All of these Pokemon battling like, each other, like <laughs> turning into giant forms, is just so England. It's very England. It's, like, oh, England. it's the little things like they they like you refer to a television as a telly. They use oh, mum no. rather than mom. It's just one of those I, little things. I, I just really, I really liked the fact that they've, you, they've made an effort to localize it in a way that makes it still feel English. Have you gone against the soccer yobs yet? I have. <laughs> the, t- team Yell with two Vuzelas. Yeah. One, and then there's another one who like holds up a scarf, which has like the their supporter. They're supporting this one. Uh, yeah, they're supporting another challenger. Goth my waifu. favorite, my favorite part about that is that when it was first released, people assumed it was a, a love pillow. Really? <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, they have Vuvu sailors <laughs> and love pillows. Maybe in like Japan, it was a love pillow. Oh, could and you they imagine? Decided, like over here, like, tell you what, fucking have them. The West probably isn't going to understand this. Make it a scarf. They'll get that. They, they know scarves. It's fine. <laughs> but I realized something. Uh, which starter did you go for? I went for Sobble. I'm pretty much always a water guy. Oh, okay. I went for the uh, fire one. Oh, uh, score bunny. Yeah, I went for score bunny. And um, I realized that fighting Pokemon are so fucking OP. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because all, like, all the times I was like going against um, a lot of the different gyms, and I realized all the rock and steel and Remlock. If, you have, if fighting. you have a fighting Pokemon, they can just it, like super affect them so easily it's one of those weird things it's like always become it's a meme really in pokemon that they will always have the fire one be the the one that gets fighting as its second type like nearly every single one since they started doing dual typings on pokemon the fire one always gets fighting and i can't figure out why firefighting (laughs) that's it they they heard that one pun which only works in english and thought this is what we will do one, uh, I think, was in the early Pokemon games that if you chose uh, Charmander, mm-hmm. I sure what, that you were a ma- I can't remember, there was one of the starter Pokemon that if you choose, you're a massive disadvantage for the uh, start yeah, of the game. Uh, well, because Charmander, the first two gyms were rock and water. Water, water. yeah. Yep. Thing is, I would always choose the fire one, though, because I like fire. <laughs> fire burns stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was always the water guy. Water was always my favorite. I, th- what? I think you, I went Squirtle as well, yeah. Yeah, you fucking drips. <laughs> hey, at least we're not Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, like the confirmed loser of that trio. Man, there's some like Bulbasaur fans out there now. Just like, what the fuck? 
Is that I, it, Bulbasaur is one of those Pokemon where people who like him feel the need to make support groups on Twitter and Facebook to feel better about their choice. Rob told me to listen to his podcast. He said, I'd enjoy it because I like Pokemon. And next thing you know, I've never felt so attacked in Personally life. attacked for liking Bulbasaur. <laughs> Good Lord. If you're listening and you like Bulbasaur, we don't want your custom. Get out. Uh, Maddie's planning on playing her first Pokemon game, isn't she? Yes, uh, so she's going to be picking up uh, the opposite to you. I can't remember what you've got. I've got sword, so she's so she'll be oh, shield. Sword bros. Yeah, oh, yeah. don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cross oh, swords no. someday. <laughs> I just can't wait to like bring up my Switch and just beat her in a Pokemon battle. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, yeah. So Matt, Maddie's never actually played. Like, despite being like one of the biggest Nintendo fans I know, has yeah. never played a Pokemon game. I do find that really bizarre. Like, because Pokemon is up there with Nintendo's kind of big exclusive games. Yeah, mm. it's like the Fire Emblem games, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Is that, is that the same vein as them, because I never played those, but they are a huge thing. Mm. So I guess it would be the same as Pokemon in a sense, but... So what you're saying is different strokes for different folks. Yeah, in a sense. No. no <laughs> you're not allowed different taste, Ben. Well, one's turn-based combat, and the other one is... What's Fire Emblem? Is that turn-based combat? Fire Emblem is also yeah. turn-based turn oh, okay. combat. Turn turn yeah, combat um, with Pokemon. Fire Emblem's more tactical. It's more like... like a, oh, yeah. I think it's like a grid-based yeah, top-down one. Also, like, Fire Emblem has, like, permadeath and stuff. Like, I've never actually played a Fire Emblem game, but... You're missing out. They're very good games. Um, the actual permadeath thing, less so these days. It used to be... Much like with, like, Pokemon not having the ability to have your everybody level up at the same time the games just got more convenient features as they went on i wouldn't necessarily call it easier or more difficult it's just the kind of thing which wouldn't fly today because unnecessarily difficult streamlining because otherwise yeah. people will have a go at them saying oh we have to grind and people don't want to grind anymore well, that's the thing with fire emblem especially you, it, there was a big thing where like obviously if you liked the fact that anybody could die a moment's notice that was great but you'd get a lot of people who would save scum their way through the game to avoid losing people they liked. Yeah. Who would like I that? Mean, I like the fact that anyone could die at any moment. I love life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, people play Dark Souls. Or XCOM. Yeah, but that's not forever, is it? I mean, XCOM, I get that. Yeah. But <laughs> XCOM can go fuck itself. Oh, that game. XCOM 2, the end mission, can go fuck itself so hard. Hmm. I know what you mean. Like, XCOM 2 is, like, just... The thing is, it's, it's those times where, like, it's just something one-shots one of your guys and you have no chance to... You're like, fuck. Right, yeah. reload. <laughs> thing is, though, if you're in turn-base and you've got multiple, like, factors, would do you have a turn-base in grid or turn-base in, like, um, movement? Because I'd say XCOM's turn-based in a way where you can strategize where your location is and then fire. Um, and then you've got Final Fantasy, I guess, where you just basically... Yeah, well, it's all on the same plane. Is, and then, I guess, is Fire Emblem different to XCOM, in a sense? I think... I don't... I'm not too certain you're the one who's played I mean, it, uh, very similar in the terms of, like, your positioning also matters, and you want the right typing to fight the right things. Um, obviously, XCOM adds another layer of difficulty with the fact that you've got cover and everything else. And, and there was another turn-based game where it was Mario and the Rabbits versus... Oh, oh yeah. Uh, um, Mario... Mario XCOM edition. Yeah. Um, uh, it's actually a, a like from what Maddie's played. Like she said, it's really good and actually genuinely tough. Yeah, I was I saw her like playing it and it did look hard. Mm. <laughs> but it's not it is not like XCOM in a sense because there's no like there's no cover and then there's firing. There's like literally just strategic moving, isn't there? Yeah, yeah it's pretty really much. weird. <laughs> well, they're doing um they're doing a Gears of War style XCOM. Oh yeah. Yeah, Gears Tactics. I mean, I can see that working. I mean, they, they announced that at the same time they announced fucking. Gear. Funko Pop Gears. And Gears 5. And Gears 5. Yeah. 
which one of which we have, I think. I don't think we have Funko Gears yet. Not that I'm holding out much like. Not that I'm going to be like it's like prime investor yeah, or anything. Funko. I was about yeah. to say it is. Is that like genuinely excited for this? Like, what is wrong with you? I no. wonder what like the first ever turn-based game was. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the first. Uh, probably the first turn-based game I ever would have played was maybe like Civ Three. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad shout. I, I used to um, down the village. There used to be a video rental shop, which yeah. also rented out PlayStation games. And you, I used to get Civilization from there. So and play it on my PlayStation. Just oh, to nice. give our podcast a little bit of uh, value to in listening. Oh, if you want to know what the first turn-based RPG is, it's called Jagged Alliance. Oh, Jagged I Alliance! Jagged yeah, Alliance. tactical turn-based RPG series developed by Surtech Canada. First game was released in 1995, and the second one in 1999. They still make Jagged Alliance games. Like they, I see them pop up on Steam every now and yeah, again. Yeah, uh, I think they had a relatively recent remake. Just to double check, when was the first Final <laughs> Fantasy released? I just went on Wikipedia, and the first thing apart says this article has multiple issues. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that article. I feel that. <laughs> All right, I'll will fact check. We should have our own like Googler, shouldn't we? At this point, it's all right. We'll just rename the uh, the easy degree Twitter to Fact Check UK and <laughs> pretend like it's not us. That, that's <laughs> no. how you do it these days. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, I, the first ever Final Fantasy game was on the 18th of December 1987. I was about to say because that's a turn based game. Yeah, it is. You lied to us. This is an RPG. I googled the first ever. Turn-based th- game, I and think- that's where it came out. And then you've got Final Fantasy, which is like, well, I'm in 1987. So. I don't know, but maybe here. I think that because I think Jagged Alliance has like the XCOM-style movement around. Oh, so maybe, so maybe it means it's counting that. it as that. Yeah, maybe it means that. So what am I? But then again, actually, what, what am year, I googling what year, here? What year did the first <laughs> XCOM come out? Because okay. it's old. Oh, the original. XCOM. The original XCOM was like um, I actually I tried to play a bit of it. 1996 or seven, I'm going to guess. You are wrong. Fuck. The uh, it was called UFO. Anybody yes. Know? Yes. And the initial release date was 1994. So that game is as old as I am. Hang on a moment. When did you say Jagged Alliance was released? Um, 1995. So <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> Google why? <laughs> you should write an angry letter to Google. It's like, hey, that information. You is made wrong. me look like a dumbass for googling something. So we may <laughs> me never and my know two what fans the first are very disappointed. game was. What the uh, I'm sure there's a way we can find out for next episode. <laughs> Did somebody, somebody go to our un, un, unsolved mysteries and post this? <laughs> what is the first ever turn-based mm. game? Who made the first video game? Ah. <laughs> Why yeah, don't we just watch Ready Player was... One? Because <laughs> The first video game was Pong, wasn't it? History of video games. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Defining the video game. Oh no! A new industry. Okay, this is going to take some time. Yeah, okay, I'll, leave, watch, I'll leave you to did that. You go, uh, did you watch any of the Xbox 19 event? What no, I did video not. Video game. Uh, did you? Well, they made a really interesting announcement because, as last week, we were talking about video game streaming. Yes. Um. So they announced that they were adding 50 games to the streaming library. And I noticed that a lot of that are um, Square Enix games that have never seen an Xbox release. Uh, I. Not sure. I know that Square Enix announced a lot of stuff going across. Yeah, uh, they announced the majority of the Final Fantasy catalogue, the Yakuza games, uh, a couple of other things too. But games that have traditionally only been PlayStation up until now. Yeah, they. Um, but you know, with this, with the game stream, because I actually am in the beta test for it. Oh, really? Um, and I recommend both of you sign up because on any device, it doesn't. You don't need to own the games. 
um, on any device that's uh, a capable play guy. So it needs, well, I guess, it needs an Android device. Yeah. Um, but they will be expanding later platforms. It works really damn well. Oh, yeah, I, well, um, I tried Sea of Thieves because, of yeah. course, that's the game you made me play to demonstrate. Well, it. it was the only four. It was one of only four at the time. There's I mean, now over fifty. And oh, here's wow. the funny thing: it launched. It now I think it it now has more games than uh, Stadia does at launch. Well, I was about to say that. That's the other thing. Like, and you've had the Stadia release. I saw a reviewer uh, talking about it, and that they they literally did their review in a GIF. And it was them sat in front of a stadia kind of a stream for a stadia. They pressed the space bar on their laptop. There was maybe two, three seconds, and then their character jumped on uh, screen. Ah, so bad delays. Yeah, stadia. It genuinely looks trash. Like all the way down to the fact that they tried to disguise how few games the library had at release. Oh, the earliest RPG on a console was Dragon Stomper on Atari Twenty Six Hundred in nineteen eighty two. But was it turn based? I think so. Let's see. Well, that's it. We'll stream Dragon Stomper and we'll <laughs> let people yeah. find out for themselves. But no, like over the last week, because it's um, expanded the demo a bit, I've been playing a lot more, like a lot more of um, State of Decay and stuff like that, which yeah. is. Oh. Yes, the player and enemy take turns attack one another until one of is dead. There we go. The first Dragon ever turn Stomper. based game Dragon Stomper. Stop that dragon. wonder what it's about. The granddaddy of them all. <laughs> it was Ultima. But I, pl- was like, I, I actually played a turn-based RPG recently. The South Park game. Oh, God. Not, like, right, I'm done with Google. I genuinely, you, genuinely recommend it. it. Like The one made by Obsidian, at least. I don't, I've, I've not played through all of the second ones. Are you Stick talking of Stick of Truth or the Super Stick Hero of Truth. one? Because both of them have two different styles of combat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played the Stick of Truth style one. Uh, like So I played through that again. Genuinely, really fun game. Like I, I highly recommend it to anyone who's like, um, like, likes that sort of humor, or just even like has enjoyed South Park in the past because it's just so filled with references. Mm. And like, the only problem is if you do every single side mission, you do find yourself almost over level for the end of the game. Oh, okay. And I mean, I, you could do that with most things. With yeah, most that's, things, that's really, true. Yeah. But that's they, true. they did. I have one thing I understand is like when people are like start and they run at you. And when they, when they make contact with you, it goes into like a battle sequence. That's just something which Pokemon has now as well. Because mm-hmm. used to, if you was in the grass just running then around, then it was just random encounter. You randomly do it, but now you can actually see them and then models. Oh yes, I've heard about this. Run, like, at, run yeah. at you and get you. Yeah, I've seen loads of things on Twitter of something of how wild area is scary, <sighs> and it's actually a Pokemon trainer getting chased by different areas of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about this the other week, and it's like in Pokemon Sword and Shield, a Machoke will chase you down and beat the shit out of you in an open field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah, I had my within my first five minutes in a wild area. I had my first fuck up in that I ran straight into an onyx, thinking it oh, would be easy. Oh, the giant onyx! Yeah, yeah. There's an onyx rocket runs. I can have that guy. This was a mistake. Yeah, the bigger the Pokemon, hmm. it seems like the harder they are. Yeah, because you have like really big ones just floating about. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I could take you. I'm at level fifty now. Open. There was like another level sixty. I was like. Oh. Well, fuck. So, um, like, I, I, it's kind of weird to think that now we actually have a Pokemon game on console. Yeah, like, I know. Because this has been, like, something that, like, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, I'd really want that. Because I remember playing well, the... you did have Stadium and you had I was going to say, I, I remember Snap. playing Stadium or Coliseum. What uh, I never played Snap, but I, I, n- I remember never being able to, like, understand, like, understand Stadium and Coliseum. I mean, like, they were sort of just, they weren't, they didn't have much story to them. Well, no, they were, they were, they were just 3D Pokemon games. It yeah. was, it was the fucking shit. It's like, oh my God, it's Charizard, but he's 3D. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I never, guess I never got time, on with it. I was like, ooh, interesting. 
Like, I don't, I don't know what it was, but I remember, like, never really getting on with the game. Like, you see, I also didn't really care because it had no, like, meaning to it. Exactly, it was, yeah. just like, oh, you just do it for the sake of it. It's like buying a FIFA game. It's like in Viva Pinata 2, whenever oh. you get there and the garden's already mid. Oh, like really? it already has like a fe- like it's uh, some stuff. It's not all of it. It's oh, not okay. all of it, but like it's this. So in Final One, there's this really nice moment where you're walking into the garden for the first time, and I remember this was the, I think the first game I booted up on my Xbox 360. So oh. I hold like a nostalgia. What a way like, to christen <laughs> an Xbox! I know, right? Viva Pinata Three needs to happen. It needs to happen. Like, please, rare, get on it. I played uh, Viva Pinata. I just ended up harvesting chilies. <laughs> Viva Pinata, filled with fun. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'll go into that song. It's the fact that there was no hesitation. <laughs> From you. you heard the theme and it was like a light switched on in your head. You were yeah. ready. But yeah, you this Isn't that called MK Ultra? <laughs> yeah. You got this lovely moment, you're walking into the garden and like you just kind of you're like observing this like natural landscape as like pinatas like fly around or move through the bushes. Wow. You get to your garden, it's a fucking shithole. And you're like, <laughs> right, now I need to fix this. And you literally have to go around with a fucking shovel yeah, and beat the, the shit, shit out, out of the ground until it looks nice, and then you plant all the grass and everything but by the end it sounds like you just moved into a rich neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) but by the end Uh. you're like yeah I made this garden look this way whereas you get to the one like yeah you could dig it up and do all that but there's not that initial stage where everything looks shit and you have to like beat the shit out of it many games do that many games do that (laughs) true but like just I guess they were the OG like Mm. just the way Viva Pinata did it like it just it just worked yeah, because they've got, like, really nice elements to it, and it's, it's quite light as well. I mean, it's also dark if you consider that you send these animals off to be beaten to death, only to be resurrected back to your garden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on the plus side, at least you don't have to deal with, like, water, electricity, power, and all that other stuff that games have in the, like, the modern era. Yeah, it yeah, It goes into yeah, so yeah. much detail, you're basically a fucking city planner. Like, there is a level of detail I find, like, I can get behind in, in certain strategy games, but there are, like, I've recently downloaded hearts of iron 4 and i don't know whether i'm going to have the wherewithal to like just get in like invest the time to get into it because a lot of it is micromanaging like um from what i gather like transport economy um like it's not like about individual action it's about like throwing numbers at things until they die it's not a game anymore it's a lifestyle you need to understand every single fucking bit of your screen and everything's going on at once you're like okay so you know how maddie loves god games right yes right so maddie uh has recently and like has made a spreadsheet to track something in uh two point hospital a spreadsheet yeah so essentially it's a self-updating spreadsheet that whenever she like no 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 like so she she enters the value and then and then it like updates everything else she has a formula ben have you have you considered getting her booked in to see a psychiatrist many times it's on a spreadsheet but (laughs) so so, so, still mental breakdown minus one But it's like she wakes up, she looks around, the house is empty, nobody's been there in months. But the spreadsheet does, um, like what it does is essentially whenever she builds a certain type of room, it adds on the amount, it lets her know how many staff she needs per that room. So she types it, like she like adds a value to one of the boxes and then it tells her she needs this many of these staff, like nurses, janitors, whatever, to deal with that room. Uh, Can't you just do it as you build it? I don't know. Like, Why I just, does she need to build I, I multiple don't... rooms at a time and then use a formula when she could she just build the room and go, okay, that, I know I going to need this many, just do it now. and then it's done. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just know that there's but a spreadsheet. There's a word the, for it, but I've been banned from using that word. If Two Point Hospital is as hard as Theme Hospital, 
oh. then I don't see any problem with it because that game was fucking yeah. hard. Great <laughs> game, though. Like, are there yeah, any games fun, you guys but... remember having to take physical notes for? No. I've never done that. Really? Yeah, I've never, yeah. never had to make physical notes for a video game. Dude, my ADHD can't handle that. <laughs> I recently, I, like, to be fair, mine is fairly recent. Like, whenever I, like, I don't think I did it much as a kid, but, like, I, maybe once or twice where I, like, write down, like, a level code or, like, something like that. But I remember, uh, like, recently I was playing Mountain Blade and getting back into it. And, like, one of the parts of the game is trading. Yeah. But the game is archaic as shit, so you like uh, yeah, pre- to find out how much something is worth, you have to go into a menu and press Assess Trade Prices, which comes up with a screen that gives you, oh, so this good in this city is from here is worth this much extra. So it's great, except there's no other way to see that information in real time. So what I ended up doing is either taking a photo or writing down what, uh, what to buy and where they were going. Oh, so I would okay. know when I got back out, because I definitely did it a few times so before. So you didn't get ripped off. Well, no, before I started doing that, I, like, I went in and was like, oh, it's wool at this city. So I bought all the wool. <laughs> I mean, wool and, then, and then I got out and I was like, wait, what fucking city? Where's this wool worth money? <laughs> 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 and then you go back in and I was like, oh, I'll press assess trade prices again. It'll tell me. No, because I bought all the wool, I won't tell me where the wool is worth money so i had to sell the wool back at a lower price <laughs> then rebuy the wool and then assess the, you like just lowball yourself why yeah. did you wait why can't you just sell them one wool just to assess that what one wool would be i tried that oh it didn't work it didn't work i had to sell like three wool back i did have to sell it all but like three or four wool back so that i could find out the trade price was better in another oh my city god so I started taking physical notes to note it, to like note right okay so wool is worth this much in Uxhall or wherever. Yeah. Then I got fucking attacked by bandits. I lose it all anyway. <laughs> Video games are a fucking trip. I swear to God. <laughs> ne- never has a hobby tricked you into doing work as if you were at your job. Let <laughs> oh, me take a uh, note of the trade prices. The new South Park. Um... A new Sapphire episode where the girls are beating them at board games. And it was like, so we're better at you at math and they're beating you at board games. We're like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it can be. I mean, sometimes people can beat you on games because they take the time and energy to sweat it out in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like they'll get so involved in it. It's like, I'm trying to play Dead by Daylight, as you probably know. Yeah. And I need to learn what all the fucking perks do because there's a fucking load of them. Like, you play it long enough, you, you know, and it's easy. But like starting out, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Loads of them. Mm. So you have to like make sure, and also then you have to spot if killers are running certain perks. Oh, so you so can... you have to identify what they are going to use against you. Yeah, in yeah. Order to like beat them. Yeah, so, so it's like, like understanding the meta. Yeah, I finally learned what um, nowhere it was because we were talking about. It. So it's essentially, if you run, no one escapes death. When you finish the final generator, if they hit you once, you're down instantly, Ooh. no matter like what state you are. Oh damn! So you could be healthy, but you hit but, once. But yeah, and that's it. You're, you're done. So if you're running it, it's kind of a dick perk. But mm. if you're running it, then. But that's the meta, isn't it? Like yeah. that's the that's the thing that works. Like, but if you the... find those totems and they're glowing, it means it's active. You can destroy it, and they don't have it anymore. Yeah. So if it glows, it goes. Hmm. I finally got to play video games with you guys for the first time, I think ever. Yeah, with Game Pass now, it's easier for us to like just jump into stuff. It did yeah. when we finally all realized what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, although I find out I think um, Rona was telling me earlier that World War Z had a big update. Oh, so potentially update. could be the crossplay update. I don't know if it's on Game Pass for Windows yet, but if it is crossplay update and it's on there, that would be great. Thing is, I didn't realize that after a while they take stuff off Game Pass as well. Oh, they do. do. They? So yeah, it's kind oh. of like a, you'll you'll get into it and then they'll just take it from you. So you have the money. I mean, smart. I, 
I've not had too much of trouble with that. Like, I think there was one game I was Say playing. Not yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. I've I've not. I I have noticed one. I think one game I downloaded was taken off Game Pass, but yeah. it was one that I downloaded and then didn't really get into. Yeah. So I wasn't that cut up about it. But like, I probably mean the Outer Worlds. I have no like intention of playing any more of it. Fair yeah. enough. How far did you get in the end? I did one settlement, and then that was it. I got on the ship, and I was like, um, yeah. So do you see what I mean now? Because we were talking about this a couple of weeks back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like every time I'm going to go into it, it's going to be the same story. Pretty much. So I don't see the point. That's kind of it. In yeah. My head. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to a place. It's going to be the corporations versus the people again. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I'll make a decision. And it's going to be like that over and over again until I, defi- I defeat the big corporation. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, no, that's that's fair. Like I said, like... I need to play more of it. I'm still get, I'm still only on like the second third. I just haven't had time to like sit down and do that because I've been d- doing some other stuff. But like, yeah. no, definitely. Uh, I, although that won't be one that's going away, I think, because it's Obsidian is now owned by Microsoft, so all their games will go there immediately. Oh yeah, if it doesn't cost me anyone to license it, then yeah, then yeah. they may as well okay, keep it, right? Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder how they do game sales now with like all these streaming because it got like EA Access, Ubisoft's doing their own one. Like, I wonder how they market, like how they see that as a product of like the sales of a game, like as to whether it's just like you subscribe to something. Maybe it's time played. So you know, like advertising, you have yeah. um, pay per click and you have pay per views and stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's um, hours played of that game. Yeah. Um, mm. Either Microsoft gives them some money or the publisher um, gives them some money. Per, t- per time on that game. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. I wonder whether... I I think it might be more of just a case of the overall... <clears throat> the idea is the overall cost, like, outweighs what they're paying to get these games, like, licensed to them for, yeah. like, set periods of time. Well, if everyone has... If you if you do it as everyone has um, a new Game Pass, hmm. is it still £3? I don't know. I, I, that, there's the PC one, which I think is worth four, three or four pounds. There is there's more, isn't there? So if you think about it as... It's about seven. So let's say it's seven pounds. So it goes up to seven pounds, right? It's, it's seven ninety nine for the base game pass. Eleven ninety nine okay. for ultimate, which is everything. Yes. So that's a month. Yeah. So think of how many people are going to get that. Yeah. Then think of how long people are playing a certain game for. Yeah. They renews every month, so therefore the time being played in that month, you can only play. You can only play a certain amount of time. You've only got a certain amount of time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so if you, enough people were playing one game for a long time, it's kind of giving or it's paying itself off via those subscription fees mm. and maybe they Microsoft then give the publishers money for how long people are playing because it's using up their subscription time yeah yeah maybe well we'll never know because Microsoft's never gonna let us know I mean that's my idea how I mean, it works it, it, one of those things where I think another way they push it is when you buy a game or get a game on a games pass or a streaming service it will usually be the base version and then you pay more if you want to get the DLCs and things mm. um, so that's, a, that's one that's, way of driving sales yeah, it's not a bad way of doing it, I suppose. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I know you can get Monster Hunter World on there. So if you get, I guess, if you just want Iceborne, you just I you know, pay I, a little bit you extra. Pay that little bit extra and get Iceborne. I, yeah. I mean, I do think we're on track for the streaming bubble to pop because now we've got like what seven or eight video streaming services in existence. Are now? you ta- I, I, are you talking about like stuff like Netflix or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Disney obviously Disney and also Plus the Games just Pass because out. now you've got more and more developers who are doing their own online yeah. stores and Games Passes for their own games. And it's like I think somebody said it's like look there are eight different streaming services to watch things now. I am not going to pay for all of them. Sort this shit out. Yeah, I think the ones that are going to work are the ones like Xbox and PlayStation's. The ones that are multi-faceted, um, like not just one, genre, like one development team On or one the other hand, publisher. Though, we're going to get competition. 
which yeah. means people are going to be trying to outdo each other, which means we're going to get better quality things. Mm. So our voices and our opinions now are going to be heard a lot more because it means that we're going it's to a matter of people to what subscription yeah. service. Yeah, so it's a matter I, of retention. Yeah, I prefer it in a sense because I'm not going to subscribe to everything like you said, but I will subscribe to something which is good and which mm. is going to be proven to be good. So they need to prove themselves to be good. Well, I'd like to think that's how it would work, but you have to bear in mind the Epic Game Store's been Steam's only competition, and other than buying exclusives, they have done literally nothing to make themselves a credible alternative because the, the actual game store is still shit. Yeah. Oh, it if, still lacks basic features and they apparently have no plans to make it in any way match what Steam can do. If we're talking video games on um, on PC, literally it's got you've got the Game Pass and you've got like kind of Steam, but Steam's not a subscription service. No, it's yeah. very true. It's just a housing for your games. Yeah. The only subscription service I use for games is Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. I actually have EA... EA's one at the moment. I got a month free trial for watching a, a the stream of the Xbox conference because it was on my Xbox. Like, oh, yeah. sweet. Used to get oh, did it just thing. pop up like, hey. It was, it was pretty this? much like a little ad at the bottom saying, oh, watch this on this did and you'll get some free stuff. And yeah. then it was, when I was on my Xbox, it was on. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll stick that on for however long. Um, but, uh, and like, the thing is I looked through EA's, like the Game Pass, or EA's game, EA's game, EA Access, and there's some stuff on there which I'm like, yeah, okay, I'd like, I'd play that. But like, there's so, a lot of stuff there that I'm like, yeah, this is, it's there's like the all the Fifas, all the ma- like all the Maddens. Out. So it's like no one else is going to play this anymore because it's old. Yeah. Content. It was like we had tons of old Battlefield yeah. games when they were kind of doing the, the ones like the, the kind of you remember the police one they did hardline yeah the yeah, yeah. ones like that yeah well i mean okay. it still has like the newer ones but yeah. the thing is these are either games i've already either played already owned, or, or have like you know stuff like mass effect andromeda which i have no plans to try and replay because <laughs> like i i think i played like a few hours and then i immediately traded it in yeah um, but there's lots of yeah so the the problem is there's there's such a lack but then you look at something like the game pass one where it's like more from every publisher it just has a lot more variety Whereas EA's one is lacking variety, and that's the same problem I think Ubisoft's going to run into. With well, theirs. Ubisoft, literally the only thing that they can really offer is the same Assassin's Creed game with a new splash of paint every now and again. And don't forget Rayman Raving Rabbits. Oh yes, of course. And then eventually Brexit. It's kind of like against, you got Netflix, which has got multiple things and multiple studios, yeah. versus you've got like Disney Plus, which will just be Disney. But yeah. That's a bad example because Disney owns a fucking lot of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They <laughs> but I would say... That, um, you mean like HBO Go would be a good HBO example. HBO Go, yeah. It's, like, it's, uh, you've only got low shows. Which we don't get in the UK. We can't have HBO Go in the UK. We have to go through Sky or now. Well, yeah, that's what made me laugh. It's like a Game of Thrones you can't watch in demand on the UK. Yeah. Also, like you have to hope it's on Now TV. Yeah, Epic the, Games would be that version of it. Also, the Now TV app sucks balls. Yeah, like, we tri- me, and, uh, me and Nick tried to use it to watch some Silicon Valley. Um, and, like, literally, I think uh, every, every episode, multiple times through the episode, it would crash. Like, it would just... The, the app would just crash us it's back the to the main page. Network. That fucking sucks. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They, they gave it a rework and so it's worse somehow. It's, it's when you go to these other streaming ones that aren't like Netflix or Prime. Like, because the thing is, I give Amazon Prime shit for like its shitty video layer because it is yeah. definitely not as intuitive as what Netflix has made. But then I go to something like Funimation's app or to Now TV and I'm like, holy shit, you guys are fucking like miles ahead here. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think we're going to see a um, streaming? Oh, sorry. Uh, 
subscription service from Nintendo at all? I don't know if they'll ever need to do one. Nintendo's been in this really weird spot where their consoles and their games don't really depreciate in value. Yeah. They're always popular and people always buy them. Hmm. All I think they're doing right with currently is they're focusing a lot on single player experiences. Yes, that is Definitely. very, very nice. I feel like we've gonna we've done like a sort of a bell curve, haven't we? Yeah. We had our single player games on PlayStation 2 that we really enjoyed and played and we went up and then we started to get into multiplayer games and multiplayer games are really fun. So we went up and we started doing them. But now we're going back down where we're kind of just enjoying having these single player games again. Do you I think, think it kind of hit its peak when you had games which were being released without a single player mode? Yeah. And mm. it was just a multiplayer. Yeah, stuff like, like Titanfall 1. And, yeah, Total Titanfall yeah. 1 is a great example of why that doesn't necessarily work. Because Titanfall 2, when it came along, had an amazing single-player campaign. And the single-player campaign draws you into playing the game. And then the multiplayer makes you want to play mm. that more. Because I, it's, oh, that game is great. Now I can play the same game, but with people. I always used to, yeah, I always used to have the kind of, like, house rule that you would try and finish the story before you would jump into the online. Yeah. Like, um, hundred like stuff like Halo, Call of Duty. That's what I did with a new Doom game. Yeah. It was not a good sound because the online wasn't was that kind great. Of interesting. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, it's weird. Like, if you think, I wonder whether the reason we're seeing this like sort of flip is because we kind of got that oversaturation of, uh, like, so you, you, like, there were lots of games. Like, if you remember, every game for a while had a half baked multiplayer mode. Oh, yeah. Everything oh, yeah. wanted, everything wanted to be Call of Duty. Like, I remember stuff like, like, and the thing is, the pro, they were splitting the development team to have like a multiplayer. Like, they would have some guys working on the multiplayer side. And the less guys working on the main story, so oftentimes the main bit would suffer for a subpar multiplayer bit, yeah. which nobody played anyway. Yeah. Like, so I think I feel like maybe studios have just kind of realized, okay, not every game's gonna have the appeal of Call of Duty. Let's just take it back a step. I, I think that's honestly because Call of Duty itself lost its momentum. Oh, absolutely. Well, mm. do you remember they released Black Ops Four, which was all multiplayer, if I remember correctly? Yes, that's correct. And then, rather than being a half-baked multiplayer mode, it was a half-baked Battle Royale mode. Because that's that's the new way it swung, really, wasn't it? Rather Battle Royale mode. Because Every, everything needed to have multiplayer, then everything needed to have Horde mode, and now everything needs Battle Royale. Mm. So, presumably, at some point in the future, there will be another kind of multiplayer fad that everything will need. I mean, that like, you go through fad. Like, we're all going to go through fad. Like, I think we're starting to see the end of the... Uh, the Battle Royale fan. Yeah, like, that's 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 fuck off. for that. It's not necessarily in itself. It's just that it's stopping. It, it seems to not be growing as much. Like, we're not getting... Because I remember there was a period where every other game was announcing its new Battle Royale mode, and I'm like, yep, great, like, I think perfect. it's because we they... had a world tournament for fucking Fortnite. So it's because they realized it, that Fortnite was never, ever going to be budged from that top spot. Not because, it, unlike with Call of Duty, which failed to innovate on its formula at all, Fortnite has managed to keep itself fresh and relevant. While I don't like it, you can be impressed by the dedication they've put into keeping people coming in and having events and having the world change. To and... give a big F in the chat for fucking PUBG. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you started this fucking monster and it killed you. Yeah. Well, the I think that was because they also weren't willing to change. They, they kind of assumed they would always be top dog. They were they were a bit slow on that. Like, because where Fortnite came in with like a ready, like built almost, like everything was almost just ready for the game to be yeah. converted to that. Whereas PUBG was still like very early in development. Uh, like at the time when Fortnite was starting to come into it as well. I feel a mediocre game can be put into one of the echelons of a good game if you have devs that care and keep updating. Yes. Because yeah. I, I don't think that a lot of the games um, had a lot of potential, then they yeah. just sort of got abandoned, like, oh, we made this, okay, bye. Yeah. But yeah, now, well, like, fuck, Minecraft, a great example. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it's like because it like I remember downloading it through his original site years ago, and like back when it, it was what creative mode and survival was a beta. Yeah, yeah. So you could you could like just destroy blocks instantly and just float around a bit. Yeah, just fly like, oh, around and build shit. Yeah, no, like um, there's a lot of games, like filling up Rising Storm Two, which is a game I put maybe 150 hours into. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually bought it and refunded it when I first got it. Oh, because it wasn't. Because it because when it first came out, it was a it, like really buggy. Like buggy, I, yes, yeah. I remember trying to play it, and I remember like going to leap over something, and my character got stuck and just <laughs> kept like the animation kept relooping until I got shot. Um, so like, uh, but then a few months later, I went back and like they patched it. I was like, oh no, you guys. And then the, for like the year or so after the year and a half, they were still working on the game and like they were yeah. still adding stuff. They had, stopped... had a cool Christmas event, didn't they? Oh, the uh, Green Army Men event. That was really yeah, that cool. was fun. Like, doing that. Um, they've stopped. They've stopped updating now because they're now working on something else. Okay. Is it Rise of Storm Three? Three. No, because this. It's funny if the developer, the developers from Cornwall. Interesting. Um, Big shout out. They're from, uh, I, I think it was Torpoint. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, they're called Antimatter Games, but they're not actually <laughs> the original developers of oh, like bloody hell, man, Rising right? Storm. They um, So it was originally by Tripwire Interactive. Yeah. And then they were licensed to do an expansion for Rising Storm uh, 1, and then they made Rising Storm 2. But then now Antimatter has been bought by someone, so they're working oh, on so something doing completely something different. It's games that get still updates and love from their developers. The one that I always was really impressed by is Warframe. It started off as a kind of very, very basic... Like, it's a it's a squad shooter, but you're all robot ninjas. Yeah. Really. I, I always hear people compare that game to a... Like, a better free-to-play Destiny... Like, what Destiny wanted to be I've in yes. this yes. time, yeah. It's a really good game and i remember playing it years and years ago and they're still releasing regular updates today like the game that i'm playing now is so vastly different to the game as it began which is why i can't abide by overwatch 2 releasing <laughs> a new game to add a full pve mode yeah. because warframes prove that you can completely change a game by just updating it. Yeah. It looks like it's essentially a few new maps and a new mode, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like and maybe a new hero or two. Like that's that's not a new game. Did, uh, that's an expansion. It, it's an update in any other world. It's gonna be fifty quid regardless. Woo. Did you I guys honestly don't think I'm gonna get it? I mean I'm I'm yeah. in a similar vein. I, yeah, I, I didn't play one enough to justify so. it. I'm not yeah. gonna spend money on a game that they should have been updating the original with. Mm. Yeah. Did you guys ever see that um, KOTOR 2 received an update? I think it was like eight, nine years after it was released. No. Um, so this was only like a few years ago. Um, it got like full controller support added on PC. It was like updated to fix some problems in the game. Um, but basically someone at Obsidian apparently <laughs> kept working on it. Like by like, I'm not sure if this was by themselves <laughs> or whether they like legitimately were just like, no, I'm going to bug fix Kotor two for seven years, um, and that's my job. But like, they what released a this patch, then. and it was yeah. like, but it was just out of the blue. Like it was years past the game's release. Like the game, but they were like, yeah, no, we wanted to try and at least fix a bit of what was broken. So here you go. That like, sounds like a passion project. That, that, that yeah, sounds definitely. like went home was like, I'm gonna fucking fix this. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, like I, I definitely. Although, did you guys see Obsidian's new game? Uh, which one's that? So it's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video game. <laughs> oh, yes, nice. I did see an advert for that. Grounded. It like it looks interesting. It's basically like Craft Survive, but you are like miniaturized Honey, I Shrunk the Kids people so fighting ants. Not a big planet, but... Horrifying, because you go into ant caves by the looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie's not going to like that. You're right there, Rob. I thought I heard something moving downstairs. It's probably just the murderer, don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, if we do enough generators, we can get out, so... <laughs> 
Not everything's generators, Luke. It is generators. We're all generators. Generators is the new um, Battle Royale mode. You heard it here first. (laughs) Watch this space. I'm trying to figure out how how would a Dead by Daylight like Battle Royale work. 99 survivors, one killer. I think they're adding two killers and eight players. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. I wonder if they will have bigger maps, do you reckon? I mean, um, you'd have to, otherwise that'd yeah. be a clusterfuck. I mean, clusterfuck would <laughs> be fine. Just have, like, I'm just imagining, like, you have one group of four, like, re- lead the two killers away, while the other no, group of four works like on jetties. a group of seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, one, one guy, guy doing killers. generator work. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you couldn't loop, because one guy who just stands in, and another guy who stands in the other way, and they just could just pincer. Ooh, Unless they're both terrifying. just trying to chase him around. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll get around to wrapping this one up. Um, now that Sword and Shield's out of the way, I'm very i'm running out of things i'm actually looking forward to video game wise actually so i don't know if there's any games upcoming that you two are looking forward to i want to play death stranding i know it's out i I want to play it yeah i i don't think i'll pay for it i'd probably borrow it Uh, sorry i mean um obtain a legal copy (laughs) i think i well you can borrow borrow games games. that's that's a dirty word according to video game developers i I just i just thought you were being coy about asking luke to buy it (laughs) No, no, no. I'll borrow it if I know, you buy it. I know more than enough people who own that game that I can borrow it, but borrowing's become a bit of a dirty word for video game developers. I mean, they want to stop it. They don't like the second-hand market. I, I think I owe you because I borrowed Spider-Man off you, didn't I? Oh, yeah. So I'll get Death Stranding, you can borrow it. Oh, there we go. I mean, I'll give you an obtain a legal copy. <laughs> Thank you for helping me obtain a legal copy. Oh, of course. Now, what you need to do is you need to get this weird like um, device that hooks into your PlayStation, and then it lets you play pirated games. Do you guys remember that? Like back in the day, getting your PlayStation chipped. I'm advocating yeah. that, man. We can't talk about that. Do you know, this is I like, had, um, unless unless we like P- the PS1 piracy market is really active. That's right because you could you could get them chipped originally. But the yeah. one that I always loved is I had one which used a CD, mm. and um, it also had in the old PlayStations because you remember it had the the button to lift up the the little clamshell. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize. I couldn't tell what you were doing. Um, and you would have the the game would only run if the lid was closed because there was a little bit of plastic that poked into a button. To get around that, to allow you to swap swap out the CD and continue playing the chipped game, uh, it had a little spring in it that you would have to put in the case as well. So the PlayStation's running while it is still open. And it was. I'm just looking at it it's like this is truly the future of the human what race. The fuck. Oh, so you had to like make it look like it was closed when it wasn't closed. Yeah, yeah, because you needed and... to be able to open it to swap out the disc. Oh my lord! I was remember buying like um at like a, a market in Spain like this uh, fake video like uh, Game Boy cartridge like yeah. only the cartridges of like a hundred games like hundred ga- hundred games in yeah. one and it, but like the thing is they worked like normally like yeah. and it was just generally like here's Excite Bike or like a I bunch got of... one of them once and it had a Mario game in it and it was kind of like a party game. But I've never played it again. I've never seen it again. But if I like saw the gameplay of it, I would be like, "Oh my god, it's that Mario." The game. thing is, maybe you played a Mario game that wasn't really because there are yeah, like, it, could, say. it could have been a fake one. But like, if you guys, there are yeah, a lot of, it was really fun. So I, I remember watching a video and some guy was showing like how a lot of these games were fake. They often had swapped in like they took like a non fun license, like a non good license game or one that didn't sell well, yeah. and they'd swap Mario or Donkey Kong in. As, like, <laughs> have you ever heard of Granddad? Granddad. Granddad. As in. Like the game, or <laughs> it was um oh god I think it was um Vine Source was doing a video on this he does a lot of um he does a lot of kind of crappy remake ROMs of different games and he found one which referred to a game known as Granddad Eight with what looked like a palette swap to Mario but terrifying <laughs> okay. he starts the game 
and it was one of the old Flintstones games with Fred Flintstone's body and Mario's head. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he had a, he had another one with um, it, it was the Jungle Book, but effectively furried, so it became Simba from the Lion King. <laughs> Do you guys um have you ever heard of a, pl- a platform game called like you only li- you only get one uh, you only die <laughs> once or like you only play once or something like that? Is that the one where if you install it on a computer it deletes itself if you die? No, 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 no. That's not that's not the, the there's the, there's another game which I've heard of which is where you kill things and they are your files and it includes like it includes files that are important to the computer's running so you can destroy your computer by playing yeah. it. Why? I, I, I remember hearing... Because it. people, man, they'll do shit. But this Fuck this him. is a game where you literally, I think, only get one opportunity to, like, to play it and then yeah. it stops. And I, I always find that really interesting, like, that it's like a... Like, but if you just died instantly... <laughs> yeah, if you died like, the first oh, enemy, it's like, oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, it's done. That's my experience with this game. <laughs> anyway, Ben, what games are you looking forward to, if any? Uh, well, Cyberpunk, for one. Um, yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk, uh, Doom, Eternal. That'll be next year, and also uh, Might and Blades, a f- long, like awaited sequel. I think it's like eight or nine years in development, mm-hmm. which is coming out on early access. And I'm like, it was weird to me. It was like we've been developing this since twenty, like twenty twelve, twenty eleven. It's coming to early access March. What? Um, <laughs> what have they been doing for eight fucking years? I, I mean, I, I'm just happy we're getting it. Um, like, um, you shouldn't be. It's like yeah. an abusive relationship. And, Really looking forward to Animal Crossing. It does take time, Rob. <laughs> you see, we've been doing it for so long, that means fuck it, I don't, I don't care anymore. Imagine somebody said, I'm baking a cake, yeah. and it was a week later. Mate, I'm still going to want the cake at the end of it all. So, so I've half-baked the cake. It's not cooked yet, but here you go, it's early access. <laughs> go on, eat the batter. I wouldn't say it's half-baked, I'd say it's just not quite done. Like, it's, it's a cake, right, but it hasn't been decorated. Yeah. It's the base cake. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Cake's good, but I love how cake can be an analogy for so much stuff. I know, right? Like, I love how cake can, can also cake. be a substitute for a healthy diet. No, it can't. Shit. Ben, this is why you had to go to hospital. <laughs> this is how you died again. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something, then I completely forgot what it was. Yeah, so if you wouldn't mind rounding it up, I'm, gonna ha- I'm, I'm on an awful roll for Ben endings here. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Round Robin Podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, and where all early access games can be found and podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel where we review the greatest and latest board games and we actually play them now. Amazing. Yay. Dear God. <laughs>